We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Because joining us right now is Jay Gruden in his normal Monday spot on the BetQL guest hotline on air and on the road. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group. Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax, Jeff 150 headquarters, and Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life. Lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. And Jay's with us now as we spin around the rest of the NFL and the Commanders. Hello, Jay. How are you? Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks. Uh, good to hear from you as always. All right, before we get into uh, some of the fun stuff from yesterday, Let's revisit what happened on Thursday night. You and I haven't had a chance to talk. I know you were very confident uh, in the Commanders. I think everyone was. I was less con- I thought they would win, Jay, but I thought it would be tough. Uh, maybe I was overrated in the Bears based on what I had seen against the Broncos. I don't know. Uh, maybe I was uh, just, you know, gloom and doom as I always am. I know you were stunned, uh, but have, have you been able to put it into any perspective like – you know, like, to, to see the demolition. It wasn't just losing a game, Jay, right? They were just destroyed on Thursday night. Yes. Hats off to Chicago. They came out swinging, threw a couple haymakers, and landed them, and Washington could never recover. I mean, it was 27-3 to three at the half. Uh, not much on offense, nothing on defense, and Chicago was ready to play, despite their secondary being all beat up and, their coaches getting hammered in the media. They came out flying, and they came out uh, with some success. Justin Fields was throwing bombs to DJ Moore, and we had no answer. I I thought uh, you, when you were the head coach here, even Shanahan, even Ron since, usually when you get just kicked in the teeth, you know, by the media, by the fans, everybody's against you, everybody's doubting you. I always thought you guys would respond with, like, your best performance. Whether you win or not, you know, obviously things, different things happen. But when you get, when you get, um, I guess, heavily criticized, does that change the dynamic in the building or, or in any building that you've been a part of? Like, when all the outside noise is against you, does that galvanize the boys, or does that not really make any kind of an impact ultimately? Well, you try to make it us-against-the-world type mentality. You know, it's uh, everybody's ripping on you from your own media to your own fans to people around the league. Uh, it's, it's difficult because people read it. Co- uh, players read it. Coaches read it. And it's kind of depressing because you put your heart and soul into this deal, and mm-hmm. uh, it feels like you're not getting anything done. But it's really important to try to rally the troops and get everybody to believe in what you're preaching uh, on Monday through Saturday and then get them out there ready to play on Sunday. You can follow Jay Gruden on X. That's right. It's not Twitter anymore in case everybody is unaware. You should be aware of this by now. At Coach underscore Jay Gruden. At Coach underscore Jay Gruden. You can see him on video. You got the podcast going. uh, 33rd team, everything. And, of course, hear him each and every Monday with us right here on the team 980. Um, so ultimately, Emmanuel Forbes gets benched. I thought Kendall Fuller obviously struggled big time in coverage. Um, 
I think Derek Forrest is off to a really, really, really difficult start. Uh, Percy Butler was exposed the other night, Jay. I, I think that's where the game completely just fell apart right from that first drive. How do you kind of figure out with all the investment that this team has put into the defensive back group uh, and um, – I guess the defense overall, how you could get annihilated so bad. I mean, is it just one bad night at the office? Or is there just a thing where you say, man, there's been some troubling signs, really, for the last four weeks? Because that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, there's troubling. There's no doubt about it. And especially when you see A.J. Brown go for 160, you say, well, you know, here comes D.J. More surely there's going to be a plan in place to limit his targets. And there really wasn't one. They tried to put uh, St. Juice on him early. He got beat, and they put – Forbes on him, he got ripped, and then Fuller got beat pretty bad. So, you know, eventually you can play cover two, and they did try to play cover two once, and they got a whole shot on him. The safety mm-hmm. turned shoulders away from DJ Moore for some reason. So, a lot of it's technique related. Guys are breaking on balls, they're not securing a tackle, they're not getting the ball out, they're not making a tackle. So, uh, they're not, <laughs> it's, uh, it's called the triple whammy. Yeah. Um, well, they well, have to well, get well, themselves in a better position to make tackles at least and limit the damage and make teams earn every blade of grass. You can't throw a 10 yard stop route. A.J. Brown or D.J. Moore and have a run for 50 uh, time and time again. That happened twice with uh, A.J. Yep. and twice with D.J. So so that's really the technique part of this, right? Because Ron has re- referred to the technique. It's the – instead of playing with your eyes and your discipline um, – and and obviously you had Josh Norman here who did that excellent in Carolina, not so well here for whatever reason. But instead of using your eyes and discipline, is Emmanuel Forbes just simply as 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 bare bones as I can make it, gambling too much and then being exposed by that gamble and his technique, or is it something more complicated? Well, I think part of it is he's gambling a little bit too much. I think he's made plays like that in the past in college, but these quarterbacks are putting the ball in great locations. Justin did a couple of those. And obviously, Jalen Hurts did a couple of them where only the receiver can get them. And uh, when that's the case and you're playing against these quarterbacks who are throwing these dimes out there, you better get yourself in position to make a play and then pick your spots when you could go after the ball and try to get the pick or knock the ball down. But very, very important with the defensive front that Washington has uh, to make teams go the long way. They can't have those big plays of 50 yards on stop routes and easy completions. Yep, the big explosives. Jay Gruden with us again at Coach underscore Jay Gruden uh, on X, brought to you by the Ted uh, Brett Ford group right here on the team, 980 as he is each and every Monday. Um, all right, so Sam Howell in the offense, they did absolutely diddly-poo in the first half, which it would have been really nice if they would have been able to help, but certainly came alive in the second half. Is that just part of the growth process of a young quarterback still, Jay, where at least you got the positive stuff in the second half on a terrible night, at least you don't have nothing to show for the offense on Thursday, and you can carry some of that into Atlanta? Well, I think he's done enough throughout the course of the year to feel pretty good about your offense's ability to get some yards. They do have to start faster, and and it's important for Washington – you see a lot of these teams to try to play with the lead so they can be more balanced as well and not put Sam in harm's way and take five, six, seven sacks every week. He's taken way too many sacks. Their offensive line is asked to protect way too long. There's no play action uh, threat at all because they're down so much and they're playing mm-hmm. from behind. They're in third and long. Uh, so it's very tough on a young quarterback. The, the, the key is to stay balanced and stay close in games and try to win games in the fourth quarter like they did against Arizona and like they did against Denver. Is 
I, and I don't know if I'm seeing this right, so you tell me. Uh, it seems like a lot of these sacks come off of the deep drops, whether they be out of gun and then you drop another four or five you know, steps after that, whatever the case might be, seven-step drops. Is, is it as simple as that, number one? And number two, um, it, what is the way that you can scheme around that and besides just a three-step drop or a little one-step pivot drop or maybe a design rollout or something like that, and can you do that all the time? Can you major in that? Well, I mean, you can minor in that. I don't mm-hmm. think you can major in it. You're going to have that as part of your rep- repertoire for sure. You're going to try to mix up the quarterback's location, where he's throwing it, where it's outside the pocket, over the center, three-step, five-step. Um, but, yeah, it's very important for them to – not. It's, it's some of their – it's not all deep drops. Some of it's blitz related. They let the linebacker for Philadelphia get three sacks yep, uh, yep. a week and a half ago. Yep. You know, so they got to do good in their blitz pickup schemes. They've had a couple five man protections that they've blown cover or blown protections on. So there's a lot of different variances. And then sometimes they just get beat. A guard gets beat or a center gets beat or a tackle gets beat. And that's going to happen uh, when you're throwing the ball 50 times a game. The key is to not throw the ball 50 times a game and play with the lead and, and try to get Brian Robinson involved because he's running very hard. I right. like the way he's running and they just can't get him involved because they were down 27 to 3 at the half. So that's got to be the game plan this week against Atlanta, right? And Atlanta played pretty well yesterday. I was talking about Ritter and, and, and they've got some weapons, Bijan and so on and so forth, right? But you've got to help your offense to stay like you said balanced and in a rhythm third and you know shorts or third mediums stay you know ahead of the chains if you will slow down the game clock time of possession and that also if you can do it successfully jay right helps your offense but it also helps your defense you don't ask your defense to go out there uh presuming that they don't have you know that they're not gushing oil like they seem to be and you don't ask them to be on the field for 34 35 minutes that's exactly right. It helps everybody. And then it helps you stay in the game in the fourth quarter. And somebody will make a play in the fourth quarter, hopefully, and get a turnover and, and win the game that way. So there's different ways to go about offenses, but it's very important for you to stay in third short, uh, try to get your running game going, keep your defense fresh, keep your offensive line moving forward, uh, not just backpedaling and pass blocking the entire week. All right, I got a silly, fun question I got to ask you. On your ex-bio, I, I brought this up uh, uh, last week, and now that I have you, I got to ask you. Um, and, and you said your son set it up, so I presume this is your son. But it says the former head coach of the Washington football team. Jay, you were never the former head coach of the Washington football team. You're a Redskins guy, man. That's exactly right. I'll get that changed as soon as I get off the phone here. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I I laughed and I thought it was maybe some sort of protest. And I said, I said to myself, I said, if I know Jay, maybe that's done by design yeah. to tweak uh, somebody. Well, we don't want to offend anybody. You know the way people get offended. Redskins is such a dirty word. Woo. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad I asked. All right, let's spin around the NFL. Uh, Jay Gruden with us for another couple of minutes. Um, So, Jay, I don't know if you saw the end of the Denver Jets game uh, yesterday. Um, You know, I was watching it on Red Zone, and I was making this point. Like, Sala and uh, and, um, who's the uh, defensive coordinator uh, there, the guy that used to be uh, – was it Albrecht? Uh, No, I forgot his name. Anyway – the defensive coordinator in Sala with the Jets, man, they were like unleashing the dogs the last two series for the Broncos. One with a three-point lead, which creates the turnover, the fumble, and the return. And then even with a 10-point lead on the final, boy, they wanted to absolutely just destroy Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and that offensive line. 
to me, that was so creative and so fun. It's like we have a lot of talent, but we're going to be relentless and we're going to attack. Um, was that, I mean, obviously it worked for them. Is that something that struggling defenses, i.e. Washington, can use that as a mentality to say, hey, what we're doing execution-wise is not working. Let's dictate tempo. Let's dictate something to the offense. It helps them at uh, the Jets when they have two elite corners. Yeah. I mean, they really do. They got guys who can cover anybody, anywhere, anytime. So when you have that luxury, you can be ultra-aggressive with your front, your linebackers blitzing and all that good stuff. It's fun to coach a defense when you have corners that can shut down uh, your two best receivers. Unfortunately for Washington, they probably got to play more coverage. They got to play more shell coverage. They got to play more light boxes, uh, which is scary this week, especially against Atlanta's running game. Uh, but they have to protect their corners because nobody's really shutting anybody down. It's uh, Drake London's probably already here stretching at the stadium. He yeah. can't wait to play. Yeah. You know, so it, it's a tough spot for Coach Del Rio, but they do probably have to become more aggressive, try to take the fight to them and blitz a young quarterback like Desmond Ritter and try to force him into mistakes. They got to get some turnovers somehow and create some momentum changes and, uh, they're just not doing much of anything on defense to do that. Yep, just haven't been able to, uh, like you said, get the takeaways that they were so you know counting on. Uh, and until they can get them, and especially if they're leaking oil in so many ways, which they are, um, you know, it's probably going to be ugly. How about uh, San Francisco last night, Jay? Uh, I, you know, a lot of people were surprised by this. Uh, clearly, Dallas's defense without Trayvon Diggs, is not the same on the back end. Micah's a little bit banged up. But, I mean, that 49er offense, as long as they're healthy and when they're clicking on all cylinders um, and, and and everyone's there, are they unstoppable or is and, and just injury is going to stop them? Or is there something, some sort of way, a defense can attack them slash control them? Uh, they're pretty much hard to stop right now. They have a lot of different weapons that can hurt you. Um, they run the ball extremely well. They can run either side, but preferably left behind Trent. Sure. He's unbelievable. They have a great blocking tight end, a great receiving tight end. They have great receivers that block. I mean, they block their faces off downfield. I mean, it's unbelievable. So McCaffrey gets great looks. I mean, they, if you want to load up the box, your safeties will be blocked by either uh, you know, Debo or whoever, IU, they're great blockers. And Jawan Jennings will go in there and, and he'll block defense alignment. It's crazy how good they block. And then they pull out the play actions and they get Kittle and they get Debo and they get IU down the field in, in light boxes. And they just, they got you. There's not a weakness on their team. And the way Purdy's playing right now at an MVP level, you know, it, it's going to be tough to stop them. The only chance you have is to get them in third and long and try to hit pretty hard early, mm-hmm. knock them out of the game like Philadelphia did last year. Yeah. No, you're right, uh, and that's the only way they really slowed him down. Uh, Jay, you me- you mentioned Trent Williams. You know, he he used to play here, didn't he? He was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He was a pretty good player for us. We just let him walk right out the building. See you right. later. Was, was, that a, uh, was that a smart plan? No, that was not a very smart plan. You have to protect your elite players. You don't have many of them in the NFL. I agree. And when you get one, you have to make sure you keep them and keep them on your team, especially one – as dominant as Trent is, probably the best of all time at his position. Yeah, another guy that walked out the building was Kirk Cousins. Now, we know the Vikings are struggling, uh, and now they look like they're going to lose Justin Jefferson. I I mean, how do you dig out of the hole that the Vikings are in? Because, Jay, they they won all these close games last year, and now they're losing all of them, and now you're without your best player. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Uh, Personnel-wise on defense, they're struggling. Brian Flores does a good job with them, though, but – they don't have the personnel right now on defense. They got to have a couple of good drafts. They got to get some free agents. They got some players in there. And offensively, they're they're not doing a great job protecting Kirk. He's getting hit a lot and mm-hmm. hit hard. 
Um, and then with Justin out, you know, Addison's going to have to step up, make some plays. Maybe I get Hawkinson back going again. Uh, but they'll be very light-handed when you lose a player of his caliber. When you look at the Miami Dolphins, we know about Tua, we know about the brilliance of Mike McDaniel, so on and so forth. But I mean, all all of the speed, all of the speed measures and all that. I mean, they are like between a chain, Tyreek Hill, and um, uh, and and Waddle. Uh, They have the fastest players, one, two, and three, and four across the board in the NFL. I, I mean, obviously, they built this offense to have that electric speed. Did you think it was going to work this well? And, uh, and I guess, can you, I, of course you can build a team this way. Can it be sustained um, long-term, I guess? Yeah, if they stay healthy, for sure. You know, um, you know, Tua got hurt last year, which killed their chances of advancing in the playoffs. You know, with Tua healthy, the way he's playing right now, distributing the ball, he had a couple bad turnovers last week for this game, but uh, he's still, you know, lighting it up. You know, Tyreek Hill and Waddle, they're great. And, you know, they don't have many weaknesses. They got speed everywhere. Mozart can run. Eight chain can run. So they're fun to watch. They're a fun football team to watch. They utilize motions. They get their best players out in space and, and utilize them uh, beautifully. So they're going to be a tough team to beat. Their defense is what's going to hold them back, I think. You know, they, they just don't play very good defense. They played decent against the Giants last mm-hmm. week, but the Giants are just really struggling. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll see how they do against the better defenses in the NFL. All right, I got one more for you, uh, and uh, I, I can ask you a million questions, but – the Patriots are absolutely wretched right now in every way. I mean, offense, defense, but especially offense. How would you try and fix Max, uh, Max, Mac Jones if you were Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick? That's a great question because I don't know what their identity is. They don't have a power running game. They can't just beat you with the running game. Um, they don't have a lot of speed outside. They can't drive the ball down the field. Mac doesn't have that type of arm. So I don't know what plays you call, to be honest with you. I mean, you got to get really creative. You probably got to dial up two or three trick plays a game to try to get some chunk plays somehow, but they're really reeling on offense. And it's not just Mac Jones. It's the offensive line. It's the running game. It's the receivers. They're struggling to get open. And uh, I, I just don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be in that position to have to call plays. I was in that position one time for a little bit of time to try to call plays with a battered offensive line and battered quarterbacks, and it's no fun whatsoever. Nope, not at all. Jay, I appreciate you as always. Great to have you on uh, the show. As always, great insight, uh, and I'll talk to you uh, real soon, okay? All right, thanks, Chris. There you go. It is Jay Gruden and on air and on the road. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford, in Chantilly and Fairfax, your F-150 headquarters in Ted Britt, Chevrolet and Sterling all home to Ted Britt for life. Lifetime vehicle coverage. See and shop them all at tedbritt.com. Back in a flash on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.